Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hi, Issa. This is Under the Bleachers. We're two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. <laughs> this week, after we collided. Um, but first, Jane, you had a story that's not related to this movie series. Yeah, okay. So this is the best story that anyone's ever heard. Um, okay. I accident no, it's it's it's, it's all okay. I got. We're at the dregs. Okay. I posted on Facebook stories. I posted on Facebook stories by accident. I never have meant to do that. I've never done it in the past. And then I followed up with a picture of my dog and was like, oops, I posted on Facebook stories. My AB chemistry teacher messages me and she's like, I want to send you a picture of my dog, but it won't let me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I was like, um, oh no, I would love to see your dog. And then we just have this sort of Back and forth. And then days later, she sends me pictures of her dogs. And I'm just like, they're so cute. And I think why this felt meaningful is it's just funny because AB chemistry was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. And she was so intimidating. And now she's just like she struggling using Facebook tech. Yeah. I mean, she's a really nice woman. But oh, she I was thought you scary. were going to say like struggling to make friends. Um, I think that like she... Well, what are her vi- what were her vibes? Because I famously talked about how... I've talked multiple times in this pod about how like... My IB chemistry teacher was really hot that like guys would talk about being hard like while in her class. Oh, no, 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 no. So <laughs> she wasn't she's like a really attractive woman, but like not sexy for high schoolers. She mm. was just like for high schoolers. OK, <laughs> kind of quirky, like liked to talk to students about extraneous things. But most importantly, she just taught AP chem, which is so hard for me, <laughs> not for other people. No, it is hard. It sucks. OK, good. And it was just so hard and like. So that's just if it's just scary. No, so it's a happy ending because she's of like course. you're an adult and like you can do this skill of posting stuff to Facebook <laughs> stories and I can't. Also want to note that I do have a uh, former high school teacher who her quirky thing was that she was our math teacher and she had a parrot and the thing about a parrot is the parrot's still alive. So don't get a parrot because they live forever so they live human Wait, lifespans so. is the owner still alive yeah yeah yeah. i just mean like <laughs> it's weird to like have a to remember your high school teacher's pet and they're like still you know squawking i thought that the know? story was that the like teacher was dead and the parrot no! was alive. <laughs> like and the, too. and the parrot's like teaching the class no! <laughs> like the new alive. teacher has the parrot miss <laughs> <laughs> facet is alive okay Anyway, do you, to, do you want to introduce our guest? Our best intro ever. That was that was really good banter. Okay, Lauren Levine is a writer and editor in Seattle. She's the nonfiction editor for Word West Review and hosts the podcast Dice Land, which is about Dungeons and Dragons. Hello, hello, hi, happy to be here. Oh, we're so we're happy to have grateful you. Grateful to have you. <laughs> and sorry, and so sorry. No, this is cool. This is our sequel. This is after we collided the first time. <laughs> Wait, um, it's funny what did you review last time it was an actual quality movie a real movie well, it was a, it was saved yes the Go christian ahead. abortion a christian teen pregnancy rom-com yes i love that movie what a different good. route we have gone um, <laughs> which Lauren. is interesting this movie is supposed to be i'm sorry i'm already 
No, no, go, no. You guys. This one is rated R erotic thrill kind of erotic teen movie and it felt so sexless to me yes it's rated r i was very (laughs) surprised listeners if you this is a podcast about a rated r movie if you are 13 listening to this podcast you need parental permission (laughs) (laughs) um lauren we like to ask everyone who comes on our pod the second time what type of teen did you want to be oh when you were a teen oh i wanted to be like way more reckless and rebellious than I was I wanted to be like living on train cars and like (laughs) doing hard drugs with older musicians and stuff did you live near a train too scared actually yeah I heard there were that's probably where I got the idea I used to hear like in the part of town where I lived I would hear the train like you know it the haunting cry at night and I'd just be like like reading zines from like people who hop trains like across the country and be like man that's really the life I'm supposed to be living. That is romantic. The zines fell off the train near your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the hardest, like, what was the most badass thing you did? Oh, I didn't do anything badass. I got to think about that. Did, I, like, any, did you, like, go on a train? Did you take a train somewhere? <laughs> I took Bart when I went into San Francisco <laughs> to go to shows. Hell yeah. You went From to shows. Okay, you went to shows. That's that's bad. I went to shows. I played music. I, I did play music with like older with older musicians. I guess that was the, that was me yeah. getting close to that fantasy. Like most of the people I played shows with who were like my friends were like 10 years older than me, which actually in retrospect, I've spent a lot of time thinking about how that might not have been the best thing for my like <laughs> development and sense for of self. Teen life. Like a did teenage you- girl. Did your parent or guardian allow you to go or was it like a rebellious thing? I was, no, I was, yeah, they were like, they were like aware, but we, we I was pretty independent also. You're like, like aren't you mad? Yeah, forbid, pretty much. Forbid me from going. I went and spent the night in some city, like with some musicians. Like, You're like, lock, the, scary lock the door, you? lock the windows. We all, we all play acoustic guitars. Isn't that like horrifying? <laughs> did, did you ever have like a relationship with an older musician? Um... Yeah, kind of, I, I guess. I don't know. The thing is, uh, so as much as I like was fantasizing about being like a like a scary, edgy, like fierce, independent teen or whatever, like I also I have I must have had like a really intense sense of like self-preservation because I'm always thinking about how every time someone who was like slight like more than a few years older than me like expressed interest in me from like my teens into my mid to late twenties, I was always like oh no they like don't they clearly don't see me as as of interest to them because I'm so young I'm a baby Mm. like there's no way they're interested in me in that way and like I was self-edit like so I'm so baffled by the thing where like younger women will date someone like 10 plus years older than than them because I'm always like ew right that's like like a good point that's like a good point that like I just would never have thought that I would yeah 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 but it's not because I common yeah, exactly. I'm always, it's not because I'm not like an age gap discourse person by any means. Like my husband, <laughs> my husband is eight years older than me. So age like, age gap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, what do you guys like have somebody, in common? It's like, so- <laughs> <laughs> nothing. That's why it's great. <laughs> it's like someone, Um. It, well, you have this pet parrot. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like somebody put a cancel culture filter on you like as a safety net but you like didn't know and like now, like, now you know like I had naturally had it for myself as the younger person it was just like there's no way anyone older than me like we have nothing in common my frontal cortex isn't even fully developed or whatever that's probably, like, that's probably well I was gonna ask did you did you then did you date people when you got to college and was it like 
when did you get to college and you were like oh everyone like acts so young huh um I don't know that's hard for me to answer because I didn't do like traditional college like right after high school for four years I went to like my local junior college for like five years on and off part-time sometimes yeah and then so by the time I finally like finished my bachelor's at the state school I was already in my mid-20s gotcha Um, gotcha and so I was kind of like which I actually think was good yeah yeah I I think a lot of people would benefit from waiting that actually sounds like really nice yeah (laughs) Um, I was Lauren, like, do it part-time. I know that you, like, feel like you should have been edgier, but I can guarantee that if I knew you were in, knew you in high school, you would have been the most edgy person. Oh, my ever. God, yeah. You would have been, you would have been so intimidating to me. I would have, like, even if you didn't, like, ride train cars, I would have told people that. And I would have made oh, up drugs. Yeah, I would have made I love up that. fake drugs. Yeah. Just doing jingle jangle on the bar. <laughs> On the Bart. Dude. On the Bart. Oh no. She, she brought Jingle Jangle into the bathroom stall too. That's cool. <laughs> um, Jane, did you feel like when you got to because co- the reason I say this is I felt uh, specifically when it comes to like alcohol, like I had parents that were like, you can drink just like drink at home and don't like drive to each other's houses. Like have people over and they sleep over so that no one's driving. And so like I got to college and people were just like acting pretty wild around alcohol and I was like, this is very Honestly, I was like, this is a movie. My life a movie. That's what I felt like. <laughs> I think I was, not that I was particularly insane or like uh, uh, above averagely weird around alcohol, but I was definitely one of those kids because I just didn't drink a, I just didn't drink a lot in high school. And so it it did feel very new to me and it was like super exciting. And I was kind of like, whoa. You were, you were the movie. You were like my life a movie. Maybe, <laughs> I, but in the least cool way possible. Okay, this movie takes place during college. I can't remember what year these people are supposed to be. Is this between freshman and sophomore year? Nothing is explained about the context. (laughs) I know that it's summer. Is it summer? No, it's like a Christmas movie. They have it's Christmas. Christmas break. Oh fuck! I'm like, you, is she in school anymore? She has that, an internship. That's one of my biggest questions. You you would be forgiven not knowing anybody here goes to school oh, currently. Shit. Like, it doesn't make any sense. We like see her roommates from the previous movie, and we're like, oh them. I Does thought she like we, live with uh, the lesbians. Never mind. Okay, the you first movie, know. she's a freshman. The first movie, she's a freshman. Okay. Then it says before she leaves college. Oh, at the end of the semester. So what? So this is like her sophomore year. They said she was 19 at some point in it. So that must mean she's like a sophomore max, right? I'm so confused. Why are they working? Why is she like spending all her time working? Is she spending all her time working? (laughs) I don't ever see her do any work except for that first night. She slept on. She slept on her desk. Okay, what I wanted to tell you, Jane, was that this movie, this specific one, the sequel after we collided, is directed by Roger Cumble, who directed and wrote *Cruel Intentions* as well as *Cruel Intentions* too. Wow. Okay. The only full reason circle, why full circle. That's the only reason why that isn't totally baffling is I do think that this movie is trying to be a comedy. <laughs> like there are attempts at humor, so yeah. I, I guess that's the director's uh, input. There, Lauren, Lauren, have you watched *Cruel Intentions*? Do you like *Cruel Intentions*? No, okay, I haven't seen it since I was like thirteen or fourteen, and I watched it with a girl I was friends with who was like so we were watching it in like her her parents bedroom or something and like oh yeah he was just so into it and I remember like I just have I'm not incapable of like not 
talking or laughing through stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And being annoying. I know it's really difficult. I've had roommates complain like I was a tick. <laughs> and I remember that she got so pissed because I was like fidgeting or something during like the Reese Witherspoon, Ryan Phillippe sex scene. Cause she kept saying like, you can see that they really love each other. She was like, look, they really love each other in real life too. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> I do get that. I really, I do love the like real life connection. But, Honestly, um, she yeah. sounds annoying. You yeah, that like, girl. <laughs> why is it special to be in someone's parents' bedroom? Like, why is that so because they had the TV. I don't know. Yeah, they had I also or I also had the only yeah. upstairs TV in our house. We had a we had a smaller TV downstairs than my parents' bedroom TV, which yeah. is crazy. And so I just like watched a lot of movies and like played video games in my parents' bedroom until I was like twelve or something like that. Like that was where the, everything happened. Wow, that's like a bygone era. I feel like you're right. I also I wouldn't want my kid. Is that is it bad that I'm like I don't want my kids in my bedroom? Like I need one. No, place. it's so true. And yeah. you know what? I have a vivid memory of like waking up in the morning and like my dad's like standing in front of the TV seeing 9/11 footage. <gasps> wow. I mean, Whoa. we all have that memory. Vivid memory. Yeah. In his dad's, bedroom. It was dad's, huh? Yeah, doing the dad like at the airport stance of like <laughs> folding their arms. Like. <laughs> Should we all tell our 9/11 stories? <laughs> Mine is that um, Hebrew school got canceled. So that was a positive for me. Oh. <laughs> and then I walked home and Nick Emirato was like, I hope it wasn't the Twin Towers. Those are my favorite. And then I oh. went home and I watched footage with my mom and my dad was actually- favorite what? what uh, like buildings, <laughs> I guess. And um, my dad was actually on a work trip in Vermont and I, I had misremembered that until recently when my mom told me. So I'd always rem- oh. like, remembered him being there, but it was just me and my mm. mom. And obviously- had absolutely no uh no understanding of what was happening yeah lauren I, what's your story <laughs> i don't have a lot of interesting details around it i just remember my i was in i think i just started i was in fifth or sixth grade i don't remember which one and i was like getting up for school no my dad woke me up before it was even time to get up for school and was just like I think he like woke me up and brought me downstairs. He's like, look, there's like a terrorist attack happening or something. And I, I just didn't under, I was like, okay. Sorry, like, yeah. And uh, I'm so much like my dad in, and I think that he would benefit from a lot of the medication and therapy I have gone, <laughs> undergone. And I'm, I'm just thinking Same. back, like I absorbed all of his so much weird, like panic and like anxiety from mm-hmm. him, even though I had no fucking clue. I don't know what the two in towers are. I don't even, I barely know what terrorism is. Like, this is an attack that my dad is reacting to it like it happened here. And I was so like, I just instantly, yeah, yeah. I instantly picked all that up. I was instantly yeah, like, okay, yeah. this is a huge deal. And I didn't, which is not to say that it wasn't, of course, but like, I remember that it was, it's weird to think back and remember that I felt that way before I even knew anything about it. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you didn't live there. Yeah. 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 Totally. More, well, more alive and real than, you know. The Ryan Philippe sex scene. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. On August 24th, 2022, it was also announced that another sequel titled After Everything. Oh, geez. Has just had just finished. Sorry. This is I don't understand the verb tenses. It just finished <laughs> filming. Um, the two leads are set to, to be in it as well. It's gonna be the fifth and final movie in the after film series. 
It will also be the only film not based on a book in this series. So, um, oh, original content. It could be good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll be all right. Did you know how long the original draft was of some of this fiction that she wrote? No. So you went down a rabbit hole about this this uh, young lady, correct? Yes. Our lady. friend Anna Todd, who like wrote, who wrote the books. Um, I want to find, I wrote down so many notes about her. And oh I, like, my gosh. There was like interviews with her that I read. Um, oh my gosh I want to say I think they said we put you in the situation I dove head first into it <laughs> much like with even more vigor than fucking Harden with that weird like look he's kind of going down on her scene they're like we showed his head between her legs now he's done <laughs> <laughs> I like went for it not like um <sighs> yeah she wrote these on like Wattpad yep 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 so it was a bunch of Harry Styles fan fiction. Yes. And I want to say that it was like all collected, but I think I read somewhere that like the first draft that they were going to turn into the first novel was a million words. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like that's what they had. They had a million I will words to go on. That does track for fan fiction. <laughs> like, yeah. Does, like these people are so prolific. It's shocking. Yeah. It's it like is. They, they they turn out so much work. Um, I will also <laughs> say she had another book after she wrote this series, she wrote a retelling of Little Women. Yes. <laughs> which I, I kind of want to read. Yeah. <laughs> We should is all it read it. Sexy, or is it just like? Is it I don't not, know. I, I didn't. I, I didn't invest. Isn't the title something like Spring Girls? Yeah, it's the Spring Girls. Um, oh no! And then um, she her latest novel um, that's coming out in twenty twenty three is about a girl falling in love with a soldier after Afghanistan. Oh, might maybe drawn from her personal life. She's married to a three-time, three-tour Iraqi vet, or they they oh. divorced earlier this summer, actually. Oh no! They got married oh, when shit. she was eighteen. He was her high school sweetheart, and they have a child together. Wow, you know a lot. She probably <laughs> has a really good nine eleven story. I yeah, <laughs> she has got a banger of a nine eleven. <laughs> well, um. <laughs> Uh, she's from Dayton, Ohio, and um, her new publishing house is called Frayed Pages. Frayed, a f- frayed like fraying. Yeah, Frayed Should Pages times afraid books. I'm scared, <laughs> edgy, yeah, daunting, <laughs> scary to look at books that long. I did wonder if this was a horror movie because of the first scene with the homeless man. <laughs> I was like. Because cause I think it could be an interesting... They could do... If there are five movies, right? One of them could be that she's, like, being pursued by, like, a stalker, right? Like, I feel like that just... There's is a college story. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't... I uh, mean... I don't think there's room for anything else in these people's lives but their relationship. Because from what I could tell, no character in the movie talked about anything but it. But, that's a good point. Also, he was really he really was cruel to that homeless man. So that's, he was. That was rough. <laughs> but but it's be, you're it's you're right because he just doesn't have he can't he he's like I don't care about your problems. I need to go fight. Yeah 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 yeah. Nineteen year old. I also forgot that's the reason he's British because he's Harry Styles. Yeah, and that's why he's <laughs> named Harden. Did you know that Landon and Zed are were both originally Zane and Liam from One Direction. Yeah, I think I think we like covered this in the first and I like, okay. completely forgot. Like I just forgot that it was um One Direction. Themed. Landon's barely in this movie too. 
Yes, we can talk about it. Lauren, what was it like for you to see Landon and I guess come to the realization (laughs) that he's the black stepbrother of Harden? Oh, <laughs> do you did you know do you know that? Oh yeah. Know this? Um okay. the well no, I figured it out quickly. Um <laughs> Again, uh like nothing fucking makes I, I most of the notes I took are seriously just like I wrote what the fuck like over and over and over <laughs> and over because I was so baffled and it was like this British bad boy is in the driveway of some rich guy and it, it's it's a black man and I guess and there, he's just talking at him about his problems and I have no other intro to him. And yeah, then he was like, <sighs> I, I don't know when I figured out that it was his stepbrother, but the amount that Landon talks to Tessa and talks about Tessa to Hardin is very interesting. Again, none of these characters has anything going on in their lives, but Hardin and Tessa. I, I agree. Um, I think that, well, and I think this is maybe most evident in dylan sprouse's character who seems to just be like a normal guy do we what's everyone's relationship with um with dylan sprouse um the kid from big daddy i only know cole i have never seen big daddy yeah i'm i know cole better i feel like i recently saw online thirsting over dylan and being like oh he's the hot twin so i i guess maybe that there's Mm. there's that discussion happening but I don't think I've seen him act. Can I ask you which which one of them is on Riverdale? I've never seen Cole. it. Oh, okay. I had no idea. I totally thought You're it was identical. Dylan. Yeah, yeah. So they both played the little boy in Big Daddy, and that was my first like big cultural memory of them. Like they were like a sensation oh. when that happened. I was probably in like I was in elementary school when that movie came out, but like the fucking Sprouse twins, nobody could get enough of them because they're so cute. Yeah, I mean, I watched. Um, I did. I did watch a bunch of. Uh, sweet life of zach and cody and i i thought they were very cute i just like didn't know i thought that cole was gonna act and dylan was not gonna act but it Mm. turns out he's been acting all this time just in like direct video and like short jane don't laugh at him i think he i actually will say i thought dylan put in a good effort i think he He did stand out for me he did his best (laughs) with the material that was given to him and he really like stayed in that vein the whole time i was almost i was also kind of feeling like i don't think he's trying any harder than he has to which is a good thing no i agree i agree (laughs) i think he also he seems like the one with hobbies right like i think he jane didn't you say he has a brewery a mead a meadery he has a meadery he went to nyu to do video game design and it says in his wiki he has identified as a heathen since age 15 which i think someone just put there for fun like i don't Wait, I, I love that. He's just like, but he, he just seems, yeah, he just like seems like kind of fun and like has hobbies, and I think I value that, you know, especially for child actors, man. A lot of them end up fucked up. That's true. Yeah. The Sprouse are doing really well. If we think about all mm-hmm. that has going gone on with the child's stars. Yeah, should we should we get into it so yeah, we can let's meet him? Do it. Let's start. Hardin is sad because he's not dating Tessa. Tessa starts an internship at a publishing company with intimidating Mr. Vance, his fiancée slash her supervisor Kimberly, and a cute coworker named Trevor. She accidentally sleeps at the office overnight and reads three manuscripts. Then Kimberly buys her a dress and does her makeup. At a work event at a club, Tessa gets drunk and makes out with a guy, imagining him as Hardin. She calls Hardin drunkenly. After, sp- <laughs> after spilling on Trevor in the hotel room... He takes off his clothes. 
That's when Hardin shows up, kicks Trevor out, and they have sex. The next morning, he gets mad at her for kissing the random guy, says he fucked his ex Molly, and she throws an orange at him. <laughs> yes, I gotta say that your um, summary, your plot summary <laughs> is so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading when I read that first paragraph, I was just like, uh then someone buys her a dress and does her makeup like yeah that is exactly what happens <laughs> it's just that nonsensical like okay i understand that this movie is a, a fantasy about harry styles but <laughs> in my mind what it truly is underneath that all is it's a pan- fantasy about like taking the publishing world by storm it's like a fantasy mm. about being you know which in a way i gotta say anna todd did i guess so she fucking she 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 manifested she did. it but yeah like the day one internship staying overnight and then like you're my star employee like the first day i was like what what even is this what is this publishing company that she's buying this fancy gold dress and they're going to like this swanky conference that's like with a nightclub the yeah. like I know. glamorous I wish world had... of digital publishing. <laughs> exactly. like... They should have just been like, this is Amazon. Like, they, <laughs> like I was just like, what is the like I wish they had just gone all in because it is funny. It was funny that the publishing CEO is just this like business guy. <laughs> and like they should have played that up more of her being like, oh my god, I, I can't really wait to be like a really literary person. And then it's just this like business guy and like her co-workers like I don't read fiction like what are you talking about like I think that was a huge like lost opportunity right. there there definitely is a um someone working behind the scenes trying to make publishing seem cool like the yes. show Younger starring Hilary Duff and Sutton Foster <laughs> like they also have sexy publishing and I just I don't think that's how it is I don't have personal experience but I need clarification at the end of the first movie she returns to Hardin and we're supposed to be like, oh, they're like, um, they're like, uh, reconciling. But at the beginning of this movie, she like fades away. So does that mean that didn't happen? Issa, what happens? Wait, I thought that, uh, I thought that she, at the end of the first movie, she reads an essay that he wrote about her. And then she like, the last we see is she's like walking back to the lake. But I guess they could have had a conversation, but they're still not dating. Maybe that's why. I like to imagine that he imagines her walking back to the lake and the ending of the first movie isn't real at all. See, that's that's cool. Because there were definitely things in this that I was like, is this real? Is this? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't understand. I would like to ask for clarification. So I was very confused <laughs> in the beginning that it seemed when the scene with the homeless guy that Hardin was like sleeping in his car or living in his car or something. Is that how the first movie ended or did that oh, just... No, I think he's like an, an alcoholic and he like passed out in his car maybe. Oh, okay. I was very confused yeah. by that. And I but all... it, it is confusing because the, the car, where the car is doesn't look like any other place we've been. And so you just like don't understand yeah, like what's like happening. Off an overpass. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this dude is like living a rough life, which we can tell from what, how he goes to get his tattoo. Like, I'm sorry. Yes. I also had yes. so many thoughts about the tattoo scene because- like diving in right off the bat, I was like, okay, this is yes. like a, it's like a fantasy. I mean, I learned later too, you know, I'm like, okay, it's a fantasy about publishing. It's like 
the, my whole running commentary, the whole movie was like, this is a 13 year old's idea of what sex is like. This is a 13 year old's idea of what working in publishing is like. Oh, and this is a 13 year old's idea of what getting a tattoo is like, like stumbling into some shady ass woman's house, like in the middle of nowhere. And she's blaring like hard rock music. And she offers like... him a drink in her kitchen. And he's like, no, I like the pain. I'm like, it doesn't. And he hands her like this fat wad of cash. And I was just like, I'm, I don't know how much money was in it, but I clocked it as like way overpaying for that kind of environment that he walked into. <laughs> yeah. Also, the woman is like, honestly, she just looks like a plus size, like swimsuit model. Yeah. Like, she just looks hot. And she like is like Instagram makeup. And she's like, want wanna some of this? And she just like has a thing of Johnny Walker. And I'm like, God, like what is happening? I, I, I do think that the tattoo scene is unnecessary and if i were to cut any scene it would be that because like mm. although jane you liked the boat tattoo in the first movie you said you liked that he had a tattoo of a ship i like i'm fine with his tattoos in general yeah. i think this tattoo you like the one is... he got no this, no that this one looks really, like shit. <laughs> this is really bad wait okay i want to go back to talking about the workplace because <laughs> The workplace is so inappropriate in absolutely every sense of the of of that. It's so bad. She talks uh. about underwear with her supervisor after knowing her for twelve hours. She her 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 supervisor like goes and buys her stuff, and then she's like, "Oh, we didn't get you underwear." And I, I guess that's supposed that. to be it's supposed to set up sort of like a sexy like, "Oh, she's not wearing underwear," but yeah. it's set up by her supervisor, her employer. Yeah. So disgusting. The supervisor is also admittedly in a relationship with both of their bosses. So <laughs> <laughs> there are no boundaries in the in the high paced world of digital yeah. publishing. I was so obsessed with that moment because I wrote in my notes like, <laughs> as soon as they said, "Oh, we forgot to buy you underwear," I was like, "Oh my god, is her having no underwear going to become a plot point?" <laughs> sure, I guess it did. Like, kind of in the fight, she like I don't. I also like. I do think this movie seems to be more they're trying to be adults and I don't mm. know why they did that like it doesn't make any sense. The first movie seemed like it was for 12 year olds and like I was kind of more fine with that oh. because like I think like understanding like a 12 year old's view of college like makes more sense like this one is like crazier and also it's R rated like what? I and why have... I think you're exactly right. Yeah. Like why did they put why did they put her into the workforce so quickly? <laughs> It's just an internship, remember? <laughs> That's my favorite detail that I kept reminding myself of the crazier the movie got. I was like, oh, this is just like, she's on day three of her publishing internship that she landed her sophomore year of college or whatever. When, okay, I wanted to ask, when was the first time you had to like travel and pack clothing for yourself for like, not like a family trip, like work or, or like internship, <laughs> internship? I remember I went to a conference in Albuquerque, but I was in like my mid twenties already. I yeah, uh, and I like had just finished my bachelor's degree, but I briefly did grad school at the same school, and then I like dropped out after a year and did a different program later at a different school. Yeah. But in the meantime, so I think actually at this point I had already technically dropped out, but I still like was within the academic year, so I applied to this conference like through my school anyway. Um, Hell yeah. And I went and it was really cool. It was like the it's the Southwest Popular American Culture Foundation, I think is what it's called. And I went and presented, I moderated a panel and presented on um comic on a something about comic books. I was really into like graphic novels. So cool. And uh yeah, I remember being really like, oh cool, like I'm gonna represent myself at this conference. Like 
and packing in this little suitcase and like being completely unprepared for the weather in Albuquerque because it was like January and <laughs> completely freezing and miserable. Oh my God, yeah. Um, anyway, nothing interesting out of that. Just, yeah, that was and it. packing like an adult and packing some underwear. Yeah, I did like definitely. I always bring more underwear than I need, to be honest. Absolutely. Every time I pack. too. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. I also went to some conference, and the only reason why this stands out is that I had to wear Doc. I wore my Doc Martens I with like my like, and like, but like, it sounds cool. Like, it sounds like I'm cool, but it what like it really wasn't. Like, I should have had proper footwear. I didn't feel cute. It wasn't uh. flattering. <laughs> I just was like, ugh. So I didn't know what I was doing. I did. I I did have underwear, but I didn't have proper footwear. Mm, yeah, I think I, I relate to that. I felt like, I mean, I even feel sometimes now I'll go to a conference and my footwear doesn't look like womanly mm. enough, like like girl power-y enough. I remember the first time I went to a conference was probably also in my mid-20s and I like, I remember I didn't like the food at lunch. Like there were just weren't a lot of options <laughs> mm-hmm. and I didn't like them. And also it was in Portland, Maine. And so I was like, there's a lot of like fun like seafood, like I can just like go to like a cart or what food truck or whatever and so I like left and went out and got food truck food and came back Mm -hmm. and I was like really happy I did that because it was really good and then I went back in and everyone's eating like not great like you know like holiday inn food essentially (laughs) that's kind of badass of you the only good thing about work conferences is the constant coffee I Mm -hmm. I had to work a few when I was like a receptionist I had to like work a few conferences and and like I don't know, there's something so fun about just, like, being exhausted with your coworkers, just drinking coffee and, like, watching the people you're supposed to be helping mm-hmm. just sort of be business, actual business people. Any, any way. Um, <laughs> I forgot about the hot lesbians. The, Do you remember them? So they are Harden's friends and her sort of, like, frenemies who are, like, her roommates. In the yes, and Molly, who never mattered at all. I don't think she really ever mattered. Oh, <laughs> I, Molly. <laughs> Uh, so for your context, Lauren, like all these people in the first movie did the classic, like, I have a bet. Mm -hmm. Why don't you break this girl's heart? And like, that's like how they first met. And then they had a big lie and they had a falling out. Yeah. Um, unclear why they like still hate her. Like, it just seems to be about her being like a virgin, which is not. Um, and also like, there's like a lot of sex in this movie. Like a lot of, like, if I'm a 13 year old watching this, I'm like, holy shit like mm-hmm. when you start dating someone you have a lot of sex in like exciting places like <laughs> they're like in the hotel room and like she's really drunk and they start fucking mm-hmm. and like also does do they have sex without a condom i can't remember says, there's a condom he discussion. Says something yeah and i can't hear what they say in it i remember so, like, also being I baffled like... by that because I, I remember having a thought of like oh this is how I know it's a teen movie. They're taking time to show that she's asking him to put a condom on. Yeah, yeah, That's healthy, yeah, yeah. I guess. But then, yeah, he had a weird, they had a weird moment of dialogue. He's I wish like, I had written it down. No, 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 Like, kind of like, like is there going to be time or something? I don't even know. Like, it was some weird, like, non sequitur. I think they go, I think they go for it. I also, the places of. they have sex, that has, I'm so glad you brought that up. I thought about that a lot because I was like, again, like, I don't know why. I know, I, I I went. I know I called it like a sexless movie and I keep trying to figure out so the way that the sex scenes are shot is actually what makes me feel that way because it's like mm-hmm. I don't well I, I will try not to skip ahead but there, it's always like these weird like separate sh- it's like a shot of only their heads are in frame and then we switch to like so you see that his pelvis is above hers and it's like <laughs> look their hips are together back to the heads 
and you never once I don't think you ever once see their like full bodies involved so it feels very abstracted and like mm. there's moments of poor play where I'm like the, the person who wrote this does not know what act she is thinking of and describing like there's no specificity like their body parts will be moving at weird angles and you're like they're not actually having sex. like I don't know man I was so baffled by all <sighs> and the places they have sex again I'm like this is the stuff I thought would be really exciting and crazy when I was like 12 or 13 like exactly. can you imagine yeah, having sex in a desk chair at the office like <laughs> whereas now I'm like if I was gonna write if I was like these characters are supposed to be like sex crazed toxic like star-crossed lovers I guess like I'd have them fucking like on the side of the street or something. Like <laughs> in some really chaotic situations. Like fucking, <laughs> they should fuck at his dad's house to get back at him, like in the bathroom or something, you know? Like <laughs> Yeah, that's that would be very cruel intentions. Yeah. There should be some like evil chaos. Yeah. A sex thing that stood out to me, which I hate, is that there's a few times when she, like, I guess goes to give him head. Yes! And her her eyes are, like, she's sort of looking at his penis like she's never seen it before. She's like, whoa! And it's like, you guys have dated for months. And it's exactly what you're saying of, like, a, 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 a child being like, oh, she's going to be shocked by his dick every single time. Okay, wait, let's move on because we do get to, like, their birthday date. And they, oh, cool. this is, is this when they have sex in the chair? I can't remember. No, I skipped ahead, okay. but... Okay. No, that's okay. I don't remember. Trevor okay. helps Tessa get a used car, and she kisses him as thanks. When Tessa goes to her <laughs> old apartment to get her things, Harden and his mom, Trish, show up. He hadn't told her they broke up, and Tessa plays along. The next day, Tessa learns that her long-lost father had visited her, or visited the home in an in attempt, in an, in, in, <laughs> in an, an attempt to see her. And that her mom and ex-boyfriend had kept it a secret. Feeling betrayed, Tessa returns to Hardin and they get back together. She talks to Trish about how Hardin was traumatized as a child when he saw her get raped by men his father owed money to. For Tessa's birthday, he lets her choose the activities. They ice skate and then do sexy yoga, but are interrupted by Kimberly, who asks them to babysit. Later, they say, I love you. So much happened. <clears throat> happened. I didn't realize till this moment that, that was his mother was getting raped. Yeah. yeah it's 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 <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> yeah it's spelled out a little more in the first movie which okay. is when they we first discover it which is that his dad made some bad business deals and so like men would come to their house and like terrorize like all of them but like as a result like his mom and like uh now his dad seems like he made some good business decision like his dad is like fine yeah now, which is strange like Usually people like that don't get out of the hole that they dug. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe he repaid his debt by offering up his <sighs> wife's body. Um, I do. Uh, wait, I have something to say about Trevor. And I, I say yeah. this as someone with a lot of, like, kindness toward uh, Dylan Sprouse and also, like, with um, a cousin who's on the spectrum. And I think they made him autistic. Dude, like, I, I, am the same I don't... <laughs> I don't know why they made him an autistic character. I don't know if they were trying to do like a Sheldon from Big Bang Theory thing. Dude. But um it's like the car thing is like a lot to me and um I think I think he's is he supposed to read that way? I'm glad you also thought that. I I was I was a uh, I was not I didn't pick up on it in an authentic for sure way, but I, I had the same question <laughs> running the whole time through my mind of like 
is he supposed to be on the spectrum? Like his his complete deadpan delivery every time. Like he he delivers a lot of his lines in a mo- monotone. You, when he's being sarcastic, he just says it in a normal tone of voice. And like, uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, oh it, shit, it, is he? <laughs> it definitely seems like he's following like a director's vision. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, was this director making him autistic? And I Maybe. don't know. And also like the other thing about the car, why are all these boys giving her expensive items? Like, do not give somebody you like like something so expensive. I don't think he bought it for her. He just like he just he just crunched the numbers and was like Ubers <laughs> are more expensive than this car because she's car. such a stupid fucking idiot yeah. who can figure it out herself. I actually And then she kissed him. That's still I a missed lot. The- is like Yeah. yeah no, go ahead. You like shouldn't kiss autistic people like <laughs> unless you mean it. Was what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, it yeah, would be yeah. very, very confusing for him. He would misread the situation. Oh, actually, that oh, explains yeah. all of his actions for the rest of the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually thought, too. I, so Mike, my husband, was kind of in and out of the room the whole time I watched it last night, which is great because he'd be, like, acting like he wasn't paying attention in the next room playing video games, but he kept chiming in every 10 minutes. That guy's being <laughs> an asshole about Harden. Uh, um, and during this scene, he was still in the room with me, and... Uh, yeah, he answered the cost benefit analysis for the used car. And I was like, that's actually so romantic. <laughs> well, I think if you're an autistic person, like that means that is like, a, that is I a demonstration. Yeah. Like that is like huge. Like, and also it is like he did a lot of like thinking for her, her stupid freshman brain. Dude. And like that is exactly the kind of thing a teen would not know. Like, it is something that, like, again, age gap discourse, but, like, he seems to just be, like, a regular guy, his, or maybe an autistic he guy. He looks young, though. He does look to really me, I'm like, young. He doesn't it, look like he should wear It's an incredibly, like, nice thing to do for someone younger than you. For example, yeah. I just found out that one of my coworkers, who's, like, kind of a new college grad, doesn't have a credit card. And I was like, first of all, that means you're rich. But also, like, <laughs> even if you were, like, you should have one. Like, that's going to bite you in the ass later. That's and so crazy. It's, How it's do you not have from a credit older card? people that well, people need sometimes. My husband is uh, just turned 40, and he got his first credit card, like, last year, I think. Maybe he had was one it under when he was your was it, <laughs> after was it we got married? You... <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Did you tell him to get one? No. After you collided. Oh. After we collided. No, I think he just like decided it was time. <laughs> What did he didn't okay. he didn't have what? a he did not have a Trevor in his life he he should they should have done more of the bit and he should have been like pulling up spreadsheets yes. of like different credit cards yeah. dude I loved that but I I was just like I I was like that's the kind of thing I need and I like I was like baby that's what like you provide for me like you figure things out for me I was like mm, I was like you don't yeah, understand yeah. it's the most romantic thing in the world to have a man in your life that will just figure out car shit for you so you don't have to think yeah, about yeah, it yeah 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 you don't have to think it's you true can just, you sometimes can just have gender a roles choice. are nice um I hope people don't take me take me saying don't kiss autistic people out of context oh, okay no 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 <laughs> um I'll, I'll, I'll take the sound clip remember remember that they're co-workers too Oh yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I wanted to ask you guys. She okay. goes on her like dream date on her birthday, and I wanted to see like what would your dream day, dream date be? Oh, like if I constructed it as a high schooler or now? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like um, that. both. Ooh, Lauren, you go. Shit, that's hard. High schooler dream day. I mean, they're probably not that different, honestly. But like high schooler dream day would probably just be more like unrealistic, like this. It wouldn't be like. I would imagine a bunch of half a half realized date fun activities like they kind of ice skate but he falls and they can't do it so they move they kind of do yoga I'm obsessed with the fucking yoga scene it's so bad 
Like, oh how God. are you getting... Also, yoga is not sexy. It's not. I was like, how are you getting turned on in a room full of, like, you know, like, yuppie Herbalife, like, middle-aged <laughs> women. And Also, everyone farts. Everyone farts. <laughs> it's very sweaty. There's usually, like, loud music playing, and it's dark. Like... <laughs> It smells I was like feet grimacing. and farts. Um, so I don't know. I'm sorry. I got off topic. But I, I guess, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My, yeah, my idea, they're probably not that different. It's something like, oh, we go to like the Met magically, no matter what city I'm in. And uh, we go, you know, get really good like Thai food or something. Like just like you're. Lauren's speaking really loudly and looking over her shoulder. <laughs> She's like making sure. I know. I'm like, does anybody hear me? I'm like. I hope that Michael upstairs hears me yelling about my perfect green yeah. day. Take me <laughs> Let me message gallery. it to him too, just in case. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. we go to a show. I mean, I don't know. I get a lot of little things like that all the time. I guess I- I'm so humble bragging. I already have my dream day all the time now. Oh, wait. Well, so it didn't change. What you're saying is it didn't change too much. Yeah, I don't think it changed that much. I just think uh, mostly the difference is that when in my teenage self, I think I could imagine us doing like ten things in a day, and now that sounds exhausting to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we would do maybe mm-hmm. two things. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, I think that when I was a teen, um, my dream day was to go date was to go to the zoo, and like I I definitely went with like one of my high school boyfriends, and we like had like one day at the zoo and like now that i'm thinking about it like that's like a lot of like car time and like just like day time to like spend in like one like kind of destination because it was like maybe 45 to an hour away Mm -hmm. like with like a guy from high school yeah it's just like it's like not that easy to get to (laughs) also and um now i've like been to the zoo You've seen the zoo. No, I still think the zoo or like, to your point, like a a museum is like a ideal date. Like I like an activity. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely talked on this podcast before about how I was in a school trip with the same high school boyfriend that I went to the zoo with. And like part of this high school trip was like everyone could swim like in this waterfall. And I was like, we got a kiss at the waterfall, like under the waterfall. And he was like, no, I'm cold. Like I want to go back and like get the towel on. And I like had a huge meltdown. I like melted down about it. I was like, this is why like I'm romantic and you're not. You don't understand. No, 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 no. Like you're cold. Like I had like a huge meltdown. And like that's the kind of person I am about like teen dating. And then also I think like. Mm In general, like, I'm a romantic. Um, the zoo is romantic. You get to see, like, penguins, you Issa, know? do you identify as a bossy girlfriend? Hmm. I think so. But also, like, I... If or I, like, wife. don't care... Sorry. If I don't care... <laughs> a, a GF is a wife. Mm-hmm. If I don't care sure. about an opinion, then I truly don't care. Like, I know very clearly which things I, like, truly don't care about and which things I truly do care about. Lauren, so, yeah. are you a bossy wife? Ooh. Um... Michael says, I have a real attitude problem. <laughs> I think he, say, he doesn't even say it like that. that he rocks. says, like, you know, sometimes you got a little bit of a toot. <laughs> that rocks. That rocks. I was going to ask, are we all wives in this chat right now? I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just a measly girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's like, I, I like, I love what Issa said about the wife is also a GF because I feel that way all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. did you get married, and- Issa? Husbands are just boyfriends. Yeah, it's true. Um, right before pandemic, like fall before oh, pandemic, wow. just crazy. Damn. Yeah, hell yeah. beat me to it. It definitely it feels like it was like seven years ago. Dude, yeah, <laughs> like, we got we went to like the courthouse in March of this year, so we just passed our six oh, month anniversary. 
congratulations that's, yeah that's awesome it was um yeah. you should ask if he would kiss you under a waterfall i will be too cold yeah <laughs> and jane, then maybe divorce have, him jane do you do you have like teen versus adult dream date I think that when I was a teen, the idea, I think exactly what you say, like spending a lot of time with a boy was so not possible. So just like the movies. Mm -hmm. And now I still feel like movies are a big part of like what I would think of as like a fun date. I love going to the movies and get it. It's like you get something to talk about afterwards and a little shared experience. Do you bring in Um, snacks when you go on a date to the movies? Absolutely. You get a drink. So, okay. Actually, full disclosure. Lately, I've been spending money at the movie theater, which I think is more embarrassing than actually just breaking. No, my it's not. It I feels no. Popcorn. It feels luxurious, honestly. It does because yeah. it costs twenty dollars. Yeah. Um, but I I used to love. It's a little harder now, but in Vermont and Burlington, where I met Issa, there was a movie theater just like around the corner, and we would absolutely bring alcohol in there, and it was so fun. That's like the best. Yeah, I like that now there's options. It's like, I feel like a lot of movie theaters now you can go and spend like the extra 30 if you want to get a drink there, like the kind that serve alcohol. Um, Or, you know, when I feel like, I feel like that's equally as romantic as like a dirtbag date where you're just like sneaking in like a can of booze or whatever. Like, yeah, Yeah. I will say, Jane, I think we were really disruptive in that movie theater. And I like sometimes feel bad about what was the movie you saw together? Do you remember which one we we saw us together? Okay, we were the least disruptive in that movie. It was full of (laughs) teenagers. We saw other movies too. And we would just like come in and like all like pop the tabs of our beers and like just be really loud. Oh, like, I don't feel bad about it. Good. <laughs> okay, um, good. Okay, good. Let's talk about the shower sex. I just want to say it's really hard. It's really hard to have sex in the shower, mm-hmm. and the amount of shampoo that this person, by this person I made hard in, like pours out, is so much. Oh, it's I didn't so see wasteful. the shampoo. I did it not see the so shampoo. Bubbly. It's all I looked and at. so slippery. Wait, I didn't see that. What does he do? It's like a blue. He like squirts. It's like they squirt. They're like we're having fun cleaning each other, and it's sexy. And they just like squirt the bottle of shampoo like indiscriminately Aww. all over his body, and it's blue. And I remember I that moment because there's like a second later, it's like uh, Tessa like licking his shoulder or something. And I remember thinking, like, oh my god, she's getting shampoo in her mouth. This is disgusting. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Also, if you have any height gap, you cannot have shower no. sex. Speaking of age gap, if you have any age height gap. gap, it's difficult. You need like a step stool. That's the real you gap. Have more than like what, about. like three inches of height gap, like you cannot have shower sex like. unless they have. Yeah, like they they drag the squatty potty into the stall or something. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I guess like rich people will have like the bench, like in oh, well, maybe bench. just like rich old people will have like the bench. Mm-hmm. We had but the that's bench, like too much. Wasn't. That's like too high. We had a bench in one of the places that Walter rented, and like it wasn't, it didn't work. That's what I'll say. <laughs> you also, the Figure bench has thin. to be like cleaned, like really, like, like industriously. <laughs> anyway, shower okay. sex is again. Sorry to keep harping on it. That's like a twelve-year-old thinks that's hot. Like anybody who yeah. has tried it is like, this is. Like let's just go to a bed like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she does. She does. There's a lot of like things. So, okay, so what I said in this um scene because this is also the this is also the section of the movie where they like ooh we're gonna share the bed and not hook. Up. I know. And then they're having like this strange like he's touching her belly button. <laughs> oh, tell me about your new internship. I couldn't tell. <laughs> okay, I, like, I was actually confused because she's like, oh, this isn't working. And she makes him touch her. She wasn't wet. And I was like, wait. I then I was like, oh, what she's saying is it it, like, oh, but it is working. Like, 
like like I'm like so, us we can't trying just leave next to each other because I'm. So I think worried. yeah yeah yeah. I think like oh. she's saying like us just trying to be friends and sleeping together no. like beside each other is not working. It's like yeah that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. I also do sort of think a teenager would do that because they're. I stupid. I was very baffled by that. I swore she was talking about like her pussy because she says it's not working and then she says feel <laughs> like right after that. <laughs> no, but I think what she's saying is like. It it like oh, it's not really you're right because it feel is how wet working. I am. Okay, maybe that's what she's saying. <laughs> oh my god, Those I do think the 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 music in this scene is porn music. Like I definitely think that scene and a lot of other scenes, like it is like softcore mm-hmm. porn for teens. And then it made me like feeling comfortable. I was so yeah. This is this is sort of my summation of this movie, which is again, I have, I have a boyfriend named Walter. He's seen me at my worst <laughs> and my best. We've been together six years. I was embarrassed to be watching this in front of him. Like, actively. Yeah. Like, actually, genuinely embarrassed. Yeah, me too. It reminded me of, like, watching when you're, like, a kid and a sex scene comes on you're watching a movie with your family. Like, that was how I felt with Michael. I was, like, ah, like nervous laughing like through the whole sex scene. Like, his, his I'm going to get like, some water. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the count- I had another I had another question for you all. Um I said, do you think you are a good gift giver? There's a lot of gift giving mm. in this movie. Yeah, there was. I'm a dog shit gift giver. I really need to work on that. I'm always trying. What are, what what do you identify as your love? I know this is like annoying, but like if gift giving is not your preferred love language, what do you like to do? Oh, instead? I love to receive gifts, but uh, <laughs> I'm not good at giving them. Um, okay, okay, okay. I okay. think that I, well, words, like, definitely. Like, I, I, I yeah, panic yeah, over yeah. finding the right gift, but then I'll write, like, a three-page card in, like, teeny tiny font, like, telling us a story, yeah. you know? Oh, like, no. I do get, I yeah, language is really it for me, I think. Um, Jane? Sweet. Jane um, famously reminded me that uh, we're not giving gifts to each other oh, this year. I was our, like, Jane, I want to give Walt a Christmas gift. And she was like, nope. We're going to do a fancy dinner. It was decided. That's a great idea. I, do, I forgot. I do admittedly try to avoid giving gifts because it causes me some stress. Mm. But I find, and I, I feel like I'm a, an average to good gift giver. Mm-hmm. And Issa's a very good gift giver. She gave me an Adidas sweatshirt that I wear obsessively Aww. to this day. And in fact, I bought I, one in a different color because I love it so much. Nice. So I feel like my mom, my mom, my parents are both like gift givers in general for like their entire family. But they also like to get to them. They're like, gotta buy like a gift that anyone would like. And they'll just get like the best sort of semi generic, like a really nice candle or bath mm. item. Like, and it's you'll always be pleased with a gift. But like, I'm kind of trying to be like, I want to buy less shit like that and try to do something more personal. And so I'm glad to hear that it's working. That's really cool. That's I'm also a big like surprise person. Mm-hmm. Like I like to like do a scheme as, as my husband says. Ooh. I, lo- like I love a to do a big scheme. Wow. Isa, you have all of the gift giving qualities that like I'm terrified of and I'm very intimidated <laughs> by in other people. I'm like that. I think that's an enviable set of like, yeah, I'm I'm scared of you I now. I have a healthy like, respect. I think <laughs> Well, you should be because I think it like channels like a like a chaotic energy <laughs> into something like nice. It makes me feel like, oh, that person you know? knows more about me than I do and that is unsettling. <laughs> like I the one time someone tried to do a surprise thing for me, I was a fucking nervous wreck the entire time and I couldn't enjoy it. So, oh, what was it? We need that, more details. Were like, yeah, what did what was well, it? Well, it was just like we ended up going to see Jimmy Yang do stand up comedy like 
in like 2015 <laughs> but like my boyfriend at the time didn't tell me what we were doing he was like I just have a surprise plan for you and I was like okay like can I at least know what it is so I know how to dress and like what shoes to wear <laughs> like I was like so freaked oh yeah out. like the comfort of the person being surprised yeah. has to be and there. he like drove me around and wouldn't tell me where we were going and then we went to my best friend's apartment and I was like okay and I was like thank god Kate's here this will make sense but then it turned out Kate isn't coming with us her roommate is coming with us and I just the whole time uh. yeah so by the time we got to the, like the comedy the venue where the comedy show was taking place I was just like oh okay we're here like too many I was too like run ragged <laughs> by all the guesswork at that point. too many too many yeah too many curveballs <laughs> too many plot twists speaking speaking of plot yes. twists like this part of the movie becomes way too much about Harden's mom yeah. like we can tell from the start like she's a crazy like oversharer <laughs> and she just like begins to like begins to become a major character it's strange yeah but she, again she's only a major character to the extent that she advances tessa and Harden because she like she's instantly True. like oh it's your birthday and you're gonna go see your mom no 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 you should stay with us even though i've never met you before <laughs> i'm gonna bake you a cake I also i can't remember why their family knows the publishing people i don't know apparently Harden <laughs> worked there we learned we learned that halfway okay. through the movie and he was terrible and yet somehow he got her a job i feel like we should move on oh, that does do bring it. me to okay. a, i do, do have a question do though Christmas. do all the Please. do all the characters they're all just like in english major they're all in like the english department or in publishing in some way is that not correct? landon okay landon he's um I think in the first movie, he's, like, really woke or something. But even in, wait, no, at the Christmas party, which maybe. That's his, that's his major. Maybe we're getting it to it. But he, they're, like, the dad announces, like, Landon just had, just collaborated on a new, uh, a new interpretation of The Taming of the Shrew and had it published. Oh, okay, I was wrong. I thought he was not. Okay, Sorry. I was so wrong. We're okay, let's go there. to the yeah, Christmas yeah. party. Yeah, let's okay. go to the Christmas party. Hardin, Tessa, and Trish attend a Christmas party at Hardin's dad's house. His name is Ken. Hardin gets drunk, yells at Ken about the rape night, then punches him. Trevor warns Tessa that her relationship with Hardin will not end well, but she says he's wrong. Vance offers Tessa a job in Seattle. On New Year's Eve, Tessa and Hardin go to a frat party where Tessa and Molly get into a brawl. Then Tessa and Harden have sex. After some miscommunications, Tessa is led to believe that Harden is cheating on her, and Harden learns of Vance's offer. They fight, and Tessa storms off. The next day, Harden calls Tessa, and she reaches for her phone while driving and gets into a car crash. <laughs> he chases after the ambulance. Oh, I like that scene. I, <laughs> I was like cheering. I was hooting and hollering when she was like reaching for her phone <laughs> under the dash. I was like, oh. Yeah. And he's going to drive by and see it, isn't he? <laughs> it would be cool if he hit her. Dude, I yes. know. I thought they were setting up to have him hit her. Also, collided can't, can't after forget. we collided. It's right oh! there. Wait, they should have done that. <laughs> car crashes are so easy and boring and stupid. Yeah. And I say this as someone who wrote a book was a car crash plot point. They, like, it's they so also, basic. Cruel intentions. <laughs> oh, they also do have, yeah, this is Cruel Intentions vibes, but to try to make it current, they put in the Sufjan Stevens What the fuck was that? Yeah, that left I was out like, me. whoa. Does Harden like, listen to Sufjan Stevens? <laughs> Are we supposed to, okay, because he is listening to something in his earbuds, <laughs> but he's like, and he's like phasing out Tessa, like he can't hear her. And so I was like, is he rocking out to Sufjan Stevens? I did have to listen to Sufjan Stevens after this because like wait this is really good yeah, it's, it's wait wait I do think 
I do think that scene is really funny because like so it's the sad song she try she comes in and tries to call to him but he's like in the easy chair with his earphones in so, so she thinks he's ignoring yeah. him so she just like gets her stuff and leaves <laughs> I was like that actually is something that I feel like teenagers accidentally sure. do but like she would be like hey like take your earphones stand out. in front it's, of him for so one bad. second like walk around the chair and look at him that it's every so single plot point that uh jane just read is like oh they could have just talked to each other and tried to have a single moment of normal communication between two people and none of this would have happened instead they're always like you were in the room with a girl you got a text message about a job offer (laughs) like they're just it's oh yeah i mean he doesn't even say that he doesn't even say those words he doesn't explain they're just like i'm having feelings and that's the other thing i noticed all throughout the movie like they're they're, it's constantly going from like zero to 11 and and like harden like screaming about his feelings (laughs) about tessa i know i hurt her and i'm not gonna do it again or whatever like that's this is and in front of everyone they have no shame yeah they have absolutely no shame people are like fully watching they also have sex at this party (laughs) yeah and again this is when i'm like oh they really just they just want to have sex everywhere. Yeah, she she comes uh, at the countdown. At midnight. <laughs> I know. And, and, and it didn't sound like a very intense orgasm. Me hooting and hot. She was like, oh. and then it was midnight. Me truly hooting and hollering <laughs> as they're like starting the countdown. Yeah. I was like, oh, I bet I know. That's sure why this movie happened. is a comedy. Also, another thing that made me actually laugh is when there's like a lot of animosity at the frat party, especially between Molly and Tessa. Yeah. And there's like quipping. And someone says, do they not like each other? Yeah. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did um, think that was kind of The funny. brawl was also hilarious, especially because it's not included in the Wikipedia summary, oh. so I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. I was like, wait, this feels important. I... This is one of the few things that actually happens. I also really disliked Tessa. I was like, oh, she actually, I think this was the part of the movie where I had been suspecting for a while that she was just as shitty as Harden was. And then in this scene where she's yeah. just like, truth or dare, are you a whore? Like, who yeah. Yeah, I was nice like, first of all, like, it's also like not clever. No. Like the other girl, like obviously, like gets off some better, like yeah, big time wounds in the in this like truth or dare war, yeah. which is also very very it's very funny. I wrote, yeah. I wrote, what could be more boring than filming footage of people playing beer pong? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so upsetting. I know. Um, I also love that they so much about this movie. Like she walks in, like what's beer pong? She's like never heard of it or played. It. Like she's oh so God. naive. Like I don't understand who these people are, what world they live in, like remotely. I do think. Uh, so like while this movie is obviously stupid, I think like <sighs> something that does, <laughs> something that does like. I don't know, maybe make it uh, interesting to view is that you do get the sense that, like you said, it's a teenager writing about sex and like it's a teenager trying to project how people would behave about yeah. sex. Like like the like when they're like, ha ha ha, let's just go upstairs and like fuck in this like random yeah. person's room. In this gross frat. And, like, that's like Yeah, and it's almost like embarrassing to watch. Like it's like watching a car sure. crash. Like, I don't know, it's very interesting right. and they I don't lock the door and she and they talk about it and they talk about it they talk about it they want to get the door they're exhibitionists that's why they fight in public all the time they want to get walked in on i do think i'm glad you brought that up Issa, because as much as i keep talking shit about this movie nonstop, i would also like i cannot deny that there was a there was an undercurrent all the way through of me kind of like reflecting back that's why i'm making all these comments about like this is a teenager's idea because i remember being that teenager like 
We can all relate yeah. to it, but in a, in a horrific way. And- also, something else is, I guess the most traumatic thing that happened to Harden is just something that happened to his mom. Yeah. You know what I mean? That feels, something feels like kind of gross about that. How he's so angry about it. He still can't sleep. And then his mom's like, I'm fine. Like, his, mom, his mom's like, I'm dealing with this. And he's like, but I'm angry. Yeah. Even yeah. seeing my dad makes me drink. And I'm like, this feels a little, um, like, um, 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 victim. He's like victimizing himself when he, nothing well, happened to him. Well, and he clearly has a very unhealthy idea about women and sex because of this. So I was like, dude, oh, if I'm Tessa's friend at the time and I'm learning that about him, I'm like, you need to leave and walk away man he's he's got some weird boundaries around sex and women and you're his mom basically in his head so (laughs) yeah and i think like i think this is a very teenage thing to write into a movie but all these movies and there are five of them and i i bet they're all like this in that they like have plot points that pivot on like one fight that like reveals something very like deep about harden or Mm -hmm. tessa and like you know it's like okay now we're fighting about his like anger and like alcoholism now we're fighting about like this 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 like she's lying now we're fighting about this and it's like it's very it just like your brain starts to like turn off and be like why do i totally well Um, and all the fights are about like you kissed somebody or you said you kissed somebody and you did it like i I, yeah and i actually (laughs) i actually think a lot of recent netflix movies do this Mm. is like they have like one pivotal fight and it's like that's not what real like couples are mm. like. Actually, I have an example of a notebook that did this well with like fighting, which is the notebook. Mm. In the notebook, like that couple canonically. Did you just say I have an like, example of a notebook fighting. that does this well? Oh, <laughs> a movie that does as well. All right. The the in the notebook, that couple is canonically always like fighting and making up and mm. fighting and making up, and that's part of like their like. <laughs> that's they're also like super horny for each <laughs> other, and that's just like part of them being like young and like fighting and making up all the time is like a very yeah. you know typical teenage relationship did you guys know that uh ryan reynolds and rachel mcadams hated each other during the filming and then they went I on to date oh, after gosling so right fun. gosling not reynolds gosling sorry i did not be. know that they dated after that that's interesting yeah and they they didn't Todd. like each other supposedly i bet he was a public so they were just like the couple it was a pr thing it could have been <laughs> it could have been a good um, okay should we finish yeah. this bitch okay yeah let's do it Harden feels responsible for the crash, especially after his stepbrother yells at him. Trevor answers her phone and tells him to end the relationship. Harden flies to London, leaving a note for Tessa ending the relationship. Trish gives Harden a good talking to about how he shouldn't give up on Tessa. He races to Vance's farewell party where Vance proposes to Kimberly. Who cares? Tessa accepts Harden and he shows her a new tattoo dedicated to her. Then they run into a homeless man who Harden had spoken to earlier. Tessa reveals it's her father. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you remember him? Oh yeah, before? I was like, oh, because the whole time I get wondering what the hell was the point of that opening scene? I was like, this man needs help. He's asking for help and Harden's like, piss off. Yeah. And then he comes back. They definitely. And I was like, oh, it's his dad. Wow. They make him look really scary. Like, first of all, they make him like way taller than Harden, and he is like a very like Gandalf style beard, and like has like a robe, wearing like a <laughs> like, heavy hood, very... and he's just like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, very where did he get? Looking. Where did this guy get this hood? Yeah, yeah. 
I really hate that Landon says, it's your fault she crashed because it's just like the most obvious, like yeah. just saying exactly what happened. And also, it's, it's not, not his who fault. would say that? How did someone went through a red how light? How did he get that information, right? That's what I was so, yeah. I was so baffled by that. He's like, it's your fault. She was upset because you left her or whatever. Like, how did you, Harden's stepbrother, learn about that enough to yell at him about it? within moments of the crash like i don't know man yeah i i love trevor like being on the phone and being like you're toxic like we all hate you bitch like he's just like goodbye it's so i started cackling also trevor's coming from the position you're toxic trevor's (laughs) coming from the position of people with addiction don't deserve a chance yeah he's like my sister had addiction and like this is gonna be bad yeah he's like she's she's never been okay basically and like you won't be either she, cool. She doesn't. She. I think my sister should die alone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We gotta be uh, nice. We gotta be nice. Assuming he's he's portraying someone on the spectrum, though. Oh my god, you're so right. Um, did you guys <laughs> notice the way that Harden comes out of his nightmare? Is like when his mom hugs him. He's like, uh, like wait, hold on, you can't see my knees. He's like this. <laughs> yes, yes. He like scuttles back. Jane is crab. Jane is lifting her knees up, and they're yeah, like, it's actually. <laughs> It's pretty fun. Like, I'm glad he, like, put his whole body into it. I was like, yeah, we're seeing some acting now. Then, Isn't he, like, related to yes, Ralph Fiennes? Yes. Yeah. His name is Hero. That's very sad. His fucking first name mm. is Hero, is it not? Uh, you're toxic. <laughs> I can't take that. Um, my question for you all was, what's your opinion on Victoria's <gasps> Secret? It is featured... Very prominent. I was like, look at all the product placement, like on her underwear band when he pulls it off and they fuck in the office. That's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, I was like, is Victoria's Secret for teens? I guess it are young people. I don't know. I don't know who. I don't. I haven't been in a Victoria's Secret since maybe I was yeah eighteen or something. Yeah, and I don't like Victoria's Secret. And I know that every single company does this. Like they're not special, but their their new ads are like. Um, Gigi Hadid being like I used to think being sexy was like being in a bikini and like being whatever and I'm like that's because that's what Victoria's Secret ads were like that's exactly what Victoria's Secret sold us and now they're trying to pivot and like go with the trend and again I know every literally every company does this but it's so obvious to them and so I'm pissed at them yeah fuck them also Les Moonves isn't he the guy that like owned it or is he like a modeling guy and I'm getting it mixed up there was there's a sex trafficking Epstein connection to the order of Victoria's Secret that is very prominent and well documented for listeners who are curious to look look into it more it is funny because I think at that age I thought it was like for grown-ups yeah looking back I'm like wait no but I don't know (laughs) because grown-ups don't want to wear pink across their butt yeah (laughs) no they don't never understood any of it what underwear what underwear do you guys buy airy I literally just I just ordered more airy do you I I was I have been I was a big time airy kick for like at least the last 10 years I recently started getting like my bras from Calvin and Klein instead Oh, um, nice. I've always wanted to dabble in Calvin Klein, but I'm like, no one's going to see this. And like, like there's my boyfriend has like no concept of Calvin uh-huh. Klein. Whereas to me, I'm like, it's so cool if I had Calvin Klein underwear. I don't, I don't anyway, feel cool enough. I don't, you would look yeah, cool. I don't feel cool enough for like the under the cotton underwear and bralettes that everyone's always wearing. I just like their actual bras. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, exactly. That's how I, but and like, it's fucking Kylie Jenner who I see wearing it. Who I'm like, I want to look oh, like her. Yeah. Which is like, that's, that's as fucked up as Victoria's mm-hmm. Secret. But it is funny because Airy, I feel like markets itself to young yeah. girls, and like I'm wearing more Airy than any other time in my life, and I'm thirty. Dude, yeah. Like that, it's comfortable. It's like the they always have sales. Very cute. Also, Lots what's funny combos. about 
Yeah. Aries, yeah. Aries ads Lots are always like, these are these women haven't been photoshopped and they're imperfect <laughs> too. They have an absolutely tiny tattoo on yeah. their rib. You're just yeah, like yeah, yeah. them. Or like, Look at their little belly roll, yeah. like a, the smallest little belly roll and then you'll for, ever for see. For every five with the teeny tiny tattoo and belly roll, there's one who also is like, wow, she has perfect, like, uh, you know, E-cup breasts and a tiny colostomy bag. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm oh laughing at that, but that was the first thing I thought of. I remember distinctly seeing like, <laughs> one or two aerial models. I'm not laughing at the per- if, if you're listening. We're laughing at Yeah, Aries. they're like, yeah, representation, we got to get the colostomy bag wearers represented in print. I'm sure that is the one <laughs> thing the, making them um, not feel sexy. The the vitiligo yes. people, they're always like, yeah, let's have like two yeah, yeah. vitiligo. And they're like the most beautiful For real, like ever seen shocking bone yeah, structure. Yeah. And like a cool yeah, skin yeah. pattern. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think Aerie might be yeah. winning. And I would be happy to, I would... I would cheer them on. They're obviously both big corporations, but I'm team yeah, Aerie. Me too. I literally That's- ordered for them last night. It doesn't matter because all of us will be owned by Amazon, <laughs> like AWS. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, my last question on this is, so she sees Harden at the farewell party and she drops her glass shocked. Are you the kind of gal who drops her glass at parties? Um if it no. did happen i can tell you i would not react the way she did which was that the house servant came up and instantly started cleaning it and she went sorry and like walked away like it was no big deal <laughs> i'm like oh my god on my knees and now i cut my knee in the glass yeah, and like my dress is wet and i'm trying to clean it and i'm making it such a bigger commotion than it was in the first place like that's that's what would happen yeah she dropped like a pretty big like a pretty nice glass yeah, it was full of. I would never drop Jane. my glass out of shock, but I absolutely have like, oh, when it when I'm drunk, I've done stupid things like just that involve broken glass. So ugh. that's a good point. I don't think I so I've I have dropped a glass more times than I would like to admit, and it's never in shock. It's usually in like enthusiasm. Totally. That's that nice. That is nice. That's beautiful. Um, <laughs> wait, did Tessa even hurt herself in the car crash? Like she's, she's fine. fine. She looks totally fine. Uh, she walks back into her apartment without issue the next day or whatever. She's mildly bruised. Also, again, <sighs> I don't like that this is about that this sets up the next movie to be about her dad. I wish it was about like a, a college like serial killer. Yeah. That would be better. Make would like be make Trevor. Okay, like they set up so knowing that the oh, you know, again, sorry to be so cruel again. This was in addition to the other things imagined by a 12 year old happening in this movie it's also a 12 year old's idea of like literary people uh all of her favorite books are like her favorite books are like things you google and find out about on fan fiction sites like she's read wuthering heights and clearly there's a lot of like jane austen-esque kind of vibe going into it um and so like that's how i tried to track it from scene one because the opening is all that like he's got a heavy british accent and he's like this is our romance story like wuthering heights or shakespeare or jane austen except it's ours you know he says something along those lines so i'm like okay trevor is like the wickham in pride and prejudice and we're gonna find out that him and harden have some twisted past together but that never materialized they just go oh he worked there too once cool end of story you're too smart (laughs) lauren you're thinking way way too much you have to dumb yourself down dumb 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 um, i did forget and like yeah yeah and part of part of what happens in the first movie that you miss is that 
Harden like reads to her in the library a bunch. Like they sneak into the library Fucking at night and hot. like reads okay, to I'm her listening. while she's cuddled up. And I was like, ew, I don't <laughs> No, I don't wanna feel like I'm baby. <laughs> I can read I know, that's weird. Um But I guess if you're imagining it as Harry Styles, like that is pretty hot. I guess. He could have he could like read a book and then like take out his guitar and perform his tiny also, dance the, set. I feel like I'm turning against Harry Styles. Sorry. The woman wrote <gasps> when she wrote this, she's in her like mid twenties <laughs> and has already had a child. So that is a thing that I have difficulty tracking some of this onto. Where I'm like, it feels so young, but then I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. There's nothing to say you can't be in your twenties and remember what it's like being young. Let's shit on her. Yeah, yeah. It's just kidding. kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, should we wrap up, Jane? All right, we have come to the end where we each answer three questions. And Lauren, you can go first. Uh, the first question is, is this movie good or bad? Bad, capital B. <laughs> There's no story. I don't know anything about any of these people or what their interests are or what they do in their day. Harden goes back to London and then like on a whim and his mom is like, you should go back for Tessa. And I was thinking, isn't he supposed to go back to finish college too? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing makes I, sense. It didn't I actually say, hit me until, Sorry, you go. I will say this movie is more interesting than the Ooh. first one. I don't even know okay, if that's true. The, less happens. Really? Like, there's no actual conflict. Like, it's fully just them fighting. Um, and what the I didn't even realize until after watching it that I was like, wait, she's in college. Like, where do these people live? What What's happening? There's nothing. And that is yeah. mind-blowing. So it's so, so bad. One of the worst. I do think they took some cinematic things and decided to run with it. Like, when she's in the club and the camera, like, looks at her looking yeah. up at the ceiling and, like, zooms out. I was like, yeah, that's what I would feel like in the club mm -hmm. if I were 13 years yeah. old. Uh, and then the pivotal scene of him running after the ambulance and the camera's, like, inside yeah, yeah. the ambulance. Like, like, I actually did yeah, yeah. I was like, that's dramatic. I think... Okay, the second question is, did you enjoy, did you like this movie? I didn't, <laughs> did you like I did not like, it? oh, I, I had a great time watching it, yeah, because I love <laughs> to have a problem to wrestle with, and this movie <laughs> gave it to me nonstop. This movie is a problem. <laughs> I didn't like it. I feel worse off having seen yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I, <laughs> um, I really didn't like it. <laughs> I do think, Jane, I'll make a statement, which is I think these ones are way worse than Kissing Booth. I think so, too. I didn't know it could go that badly, but these were huge box That's office crazy. or Netflix hits as well. I was just going to say I walked away from it feeling like uh, I never wanted to have sex again and feeling like intensely sex negative. <laughs> I felt oh, like no. there was a film on my body. Like, Is it worse that this did like occasionally make me horny but like in a way that made me sad that is such a good description <laughs> it's like you can't help it it's like how they show people you know how they run the test where they like they try and like guess people's sexuality so they're like here are mm. two men fucking and two women and like yeah, yeah, oh yeah, also yeah, two yeah, gorillas yeah, yeah. Fucking, and, like everyone gets turned on by seeing the yeah. gorillas fuck like it's like that like I yeah yeah it. you're like there's a lot of heavy breathing and these are attractive people yeah. i'm like yeah they're pretty looking people on a screen like touching each other's bodies like what's i made that sound so unsexy like yes their bodies are interacting what could be sexier like i think they 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 kiss each other yeah. well i think that's part of it like they I will I will give them that they kiss better than um Riverdale. Like I think Riverdale is the ultimate like beautiful but sexless <laughs> show. 
And so I think like they at least seem like they're enjoying. Yeah, yeah, they they're into it. Like they look at each other with what I suppose a teen would say is unbridled passion. Uh, okay third question is what type of teen is this movie for i have a really hard time i knew you were gonna ask that and i was trying to think about it last night and because i when i went on my rabbit hole reading about it i was like okay this is kind of this emerging new market that's somewhere between ya and you know i don't know adult literature (laughs) like i'm not really sure what what gap it's trying to fill but I know what age group it's targeting and it's like yeah I think it's like for you know I guess a type of teen that is out of high school it's for like late teens early 20s probably like uh that's called new, new adult. adult is that what they okay in the, in the publishing world in the exciting dramatic publishing totally world, it's called new totally adult. yeah yeah the same the very same genre that is probably netting Tessa tons of money in her new Seattle publishing job or whatever um yeah it's just like all smart. yeah but it's like not <laughs> i don't know man maybe i'm just like too fucking deviant but like the smut of it is no very i think stale. i think it is yeah like, no i agree with you i think though that like there's people that have never that are really afraid of sex or like any oh, sexual yeah. content it's it's for people who have not dipped their toe in the water okay. and like this is the equivalent yeah, that's- like i feel like it's about it's for like really horny teens who are like just starting to be like, wait, you can read a book and be turned on. Yeah, like homeschooled. Like... This would be really good for like a homeschooled nineteen-year-old <laughs> yes. who like just started college. Big they time. Would be so into this. This would make them feel like they were catching up or something. Like, yeah, I guess it's for yeah, it's for that age group. Uh, but yeah, I. I'm not sure if it's like a fantasy that is to make people feel kind of safe. Like it's like a safe way to fantasize about a bad boy doing bad yes. things to you or something that's a good that's a really good point because like he doesn't i mean okay to give the author credit he doesn't like ever like take out alcoholic rage stuff on her mm-hmm. like as like the object of like his like destruction behavior yeah. so like there's at least that he is like, oh my god, you're talking to this guy. But at least they escalated it to like, oh my god, you kissed a random yeah. guy. Like, at least there's that. It's still so unhealthy, though, <sighs> in the way that like, her, it's because she's perfect and wholesome. And it's because she's the object of his desire that she's so safe. I do think it sets up a kind of dangerous, unhealthy fantasy or expectation. If people, yeah. you know, of this target age or younger are watching it who haven't really experienced a lot of real life, like sex or relationships, because yeah. it's like, look how bad he is that's attractive but as long as you yourself are like sexy and pure and like enough that he loves you then everything's gonna be okay and everyone will drop everything they're doing in their lives to be concerned I know. about you all I'll the say time some, i'll say know. something bold which is that i would rather have like teens like jerking off to like fantasy like literally like hard fantasy books yeah. where there's sex instead of this because if you want to fantasize that like a like half man half like snake or something is fucking you mm, I'm and listening. like that's where that's like <laughs> if that's like where you'd rather take out this like an impulse where you're like oh i'm horny for someone way like badder than <laughs> me like i'd rather have people take it there than like this because yes. this is like something someone might actually try to do is like date like a man who like has issues <laughs> yeah don't try to date a british alcoholic in real life ever yeah. <laughs> Also, what? Why is the point of Harry Styles not that he has music? Like, 
Why would you write a Harry Styles fanfic where he's not actually talented at the thing that I do think he's very talented at? Anyway. I also read that, like, she was looking at, I can't remember the term for it. I write it down. There was, like, a term in the fanfiction community Uh or in the one, no, in the One Direction fan community where, Uh oh, here it is. They're called punk edits. In in spring 2013. Here, I copied this from, I, I don't remember where I stole this article. It was, like, uh... An I'll article. look it up later. Yeah. yeah, I looked it up. The origin of After lies in the many subcultures that often flare up within the huge One Direction fan world. In spring mm-hmm. 2013, Todd became infatuated with punk edits of the band, photoshopped images of One Direction covered in tattoos and multiple piercings, <gasps> wholesome boys made bad through the magic of fantasy. She spent a lot of time sharing those punk edits and reading Imagines, micro fanfic stories told entirely in Instagram mm-hmm. posts. <gasps> Just turn him into like a wolf or something. Dude, for real, take it further. <laughs> yeah, you're just, right. Half just, snake, yeah. half wolf man. Like that way, you can do the rape fantasy thing safely in that world. Like, yeah, he'll lock you up in yes, a dungeon. It'll I, be fine. Like, <laughs> he'll put a magical like cage on your pussy. Like, just do that. Like, we're all sharing. Jane is like too much. Jane is so embarrassed. <laughs> Jane is so embarrassed. <laughs> You don't also have those, you don't share those predilections, Jane. Issa uh, sent me them, has sent me them in the past. She also made me read Akatar. What's that? Uh, We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. (laughs) Lauren, I wanted to ask, what are you watching these days? That's not this. Oh, you know, uh, right before I put this movie on yesterday, I had watched the, I'm really slow on the Guillermo del Toro Cabinet of Curiosities. I just watched the fourth episode before I watched this movie. And I haven't seen it yet. I cannot highly recommend the fourth episode enough. In particular, it's my favorite so far. Um, And it has kind of, it had some parallels. It's kind of a Christmas episode. And I kept thinking this movie is very Christmassy. Um... And I thought this movie uh, is a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, because of the weird soulful oh Christmas tree song during the party, I was like, what is this four-minute soulful re- <laughs> rendition of Oh Christmas Tree? What a choice. Um yeah, it's kind of Christmassy, and Kate Micucci is in it, and so is Martin Starr, and I love them. And uh ah. she's like a woman obsessed with beauty or something and and hurts herself to achieve it. And it's really fascinating. Ooh. And it was directed by Anna Lily Amirpour, the woman who directed a, a Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Very moody and sexy black and white vampire movie that teens should watch instead of this, because that is a sexy fantasy um about a woman skateboarding vampire who like I that's like <laughs> That's the teen I wanted to be, like a skateboarding vampire. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I I would wa- I would watch that. Jane, you haven't seen Shape of Water yet, right? No, I I don't actually know the show <laughs> you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't seen any anything good. Ever. Del Toro. Yeah, Cabinet of Curiosity. No, you just haven't seen a lot of Del Toro because you're not like a fantasy. No, teen. I'm not. Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, <laughs> but I do think we should watch Shape of Water. I would just love to like know what you. Think I would about watch it. that, Jane. Jane, what are you watching lately? Um, in my recovery of COVID, I watched all of The Mole, which is a reality show on Netflix. I'm not a reality show person, not because I think they're bad, but because I tend to get bored easily and like want to look up the answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I didn't. I, I it actually really engaged me. It's about uh ten people that are like working to make money, and one of them is secretly working against them, but they don't know it, mm. and they think she's just like a oops. She or he is just like another competitor. Cool. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> super fast, super fun. And then I watched X and I really liked it. Oh, which yeah. Is, which is horror and slash yeah. slash fun and involves sex. 
Yes, it does. Yes. And um, Kid Cudi. And, and, and Kid Cudi, who did a great job. She was great. And Britney Snow, think. who I think looks gorgeous. She looks I knew beautiful. you would love that movie, and I knew Britney Snow was great in it, and you would love her. And I just watched Pearl, so now you have to catch up to me. Wait, you watched Pearl? I thought um, we were going to watch Pearl together. Oh. No, we decided not to because- We were like, going to watch it on Sunday. Our respective boyfriends like had to watch basketball games. Okay, no, we're having a conversation about this. We were going to watch it on Sunday. <laughs> Not is, really, it's This fine. feels really toxic to me. <laughs> Y'all are toxic. <laughs> um, I, the, the video, of, I also watched the video of Mia Goth that came out where she talked about what would you be if you were an, if you weren't an actor and it really creeped me. She's married too. to Shia LaBeouf. Is that true? She's yes. a child with him. I don't know. If what? They're, they're married. Yep. That is mind blowing okay. information. <laughs> you <okay>? No, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I did not like that video of her. It made me freak. Yeah, out. it felt like watching. Yeah, I don't know. I read all of the funny dunks. I'm like, what it was. People could bring yes, it like watching yes, a Victorian yes. child come out of a fucking fever or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> it it like blows my mind that that's what she speaks like in real life. Um, but Lauren, thank you for weighing in and thank you for watching this dog shit movie. You really committed to this. Oh, thank you for doing a great job. I got so obsessed by it. I have six pages of notes. <laughs> seven. I have seven Wait, pages. You need of notes. to. You need to send us what else you found out about Anna Todd, even though... Yeah, we can dunk on her. She's 25. It's fine. She's, no, she's the, she's a year older than I am. She's 33. She, she oh, my God. She wrote this okay. she was, like, 25. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. I, here, the whole time I thought she wrote this when she was, like, 15. No, that's what I, I kept... I know, I kept saying, this is what a 12-year-old thinks about. And and then I was like, well, she was in her 20s, obsessed with One Direction, oh, that, writing fan fiction. That's really Yeah. You know I what it is? She got married too young, and I think that's. And the then issue. he went to Iraq. Yep. Yeah, three times. Stunted, stunted sexuality. Okay, Lauren, is there anything that you would like to plug? Um. Yeah, I mean, I. So I'm still. I know last time I talked about this, I'm still really proud of the Los Suelos California anthology that I worked on. That's at lossuelos.com. Um, there's like over 40 stories by a bunch of really cool writers. Some you've heard of before, some you haven't. There's also a video game component that I helped work on that's my favorite. It's like you can experience the anthology in an interactive way where you're exploring the yeah. town and like talking to the characters about their stories, um, which and and the whole thing is free, um, but we accept donations and we we don't keep any money for it. We give them all to the California Rural Legal Assistance Foundation, which helps rural and migrant farm workers in the Central Valley in California, where I'm from. Um, and, uh, I work, yeah, the podcast Diceland I'm on is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I play a dragonborn paladin named Nari on it. Um, those episodes come out, I think every other Tuesday. Um, and I think that's about it. Oh, also. Is your character, is your character sexy? She's like a giant, thick <laughs> dragon lady. Um, so <laughs> to some people. So yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and she it's like a it's like a musical kind of thing too. There I mean it's not a musical, but it's music themed. Yeah. They're the characters really in our cool. campaign are in a band. Um oh, cool. Dork oh. stuff, the healthy kind of fantasy to have. Um, were you gonna say one more thing? Oh no. There's I feel like I've always got a bunch of projects I'm working on and forgetting about. So <laughs> um Where can people follow you? For for now until it crumbles. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> uh I am at L A Levine L A V I N. 666 on twitter um and uh yeah i have i don't know i've got like essays and stuff getting published that i post about there sometimes and Yay. that's about it 
it's so I know. Cool. Come join. Come join us on Twitter and uh, watch it die. Um, yeah, it's fun. Jane, do you want to um, mention the upcoming movie? It's Twilight Three, which <gasps> I don't know the name of. Don't ask me. Wait, but it's not the last one. It's not. Yeah. We we didn't know this. It's not the last <laughs> one. They're always doing this. There's always another one. It's Eclipse. It Thank is you. Eclipse, which is the one I looked that up. I didn't know the... it off the top of my head. Oh, okay. Just Does so she everyone have a knows. Baby yet? Or there's no baby. But there is Bryce Dallas Howard, which is pretty what? exciting. Yeah, I, I actually just found this out because somebody brought it up to me and she was like, Oh yeah, she is in it, the girl from Jurassic Park. And I was like, number one, what? <laughs> is she a vampire in it? Um, I don't know actually. Remains to be seen. It's about time for like curvy yeah. vampire representation. Okay, I also want to talk about something, which is that some uh, we asked someone to name, we asked one of my coworkers to name a favorite celeb that they don't think is hot, but like everyone else thinks is hot. And he said Kristen Stewart. And I was like, that's stupid. Hmm. Yeah, Kristen that's baffling. Stewart. Wait. Because she is hot. Who's Kristen Stewart? Twilight! Oh, <laughs> shit. Sorry. God damn it. Um, She's definitely hot. Mm-hmm. Very hot. Watch uh, Personal Shopper. Oh yeah, um, but thank thank you, <laughs> thank you, Lauren, for doing this not last one, not third one of this series, and um, hopefully we will never hear about the after series again. I don't know. I'm gonna be keeping a close eye from now on until I'm dead, probably. <laughs> like before I die, I'm gonna think in my last moments. I'm gonna remember parts from this movie. <laughs> um, so I thank you no. for that. <laughs> I had so much fun, seriously, like watching it and talking about it with you. So I'm so happy you had me back. Oh, you're the best. Oh, you're the best. Um, that that was Under the Bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit that subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate and leave a review. And please share us with a friend. And with a teen. You can get in touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at Bleacher Teens. Also, subscribe to our Patreon to get us some support, especially if you want to yell at us about the movies we do at patreon.com slash underthebleacherspod. Okay, we will see you next time under, under the, the bleachers. bleachers. <laughs>